we will just go ahead and hop right in. So um, kind of where this whole thing started for me, um, I was raised in the church um, and so was at church like three times a week and was uh, fortunate enough just to like be raised around the Bible and raised around the gospel um, and raised around scripture and like knowing scripture and that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, great. Like we have this super incredible story and it's changing my life and it has apparently like altered all of history. And so that's awesome. Um, and then we get into areas of, of the Bible where we see, you know, the early church in the book of Acts and we see um, a lot of the apostles um, kind of setting an example for us in the epistles um, that there's this whole thing about evangelism, right? That if this thing is a good story, we should share it. Um, and Ben's going to get into the more of the specifics and where we see that in scripture a little bit later on. But um, as far as I was concerned, I was raised seeing this and I was like, hold on, like, I don't really know what to do with this. And so I really, I, I really do well with structure. Um, and so one super structural way to share your faith um, is to do things through the church. And that is really awesome. Um, and so in my context, I had been on some mission trips um, to some areas in Kentucky, uh, to New York City, and then had the opportunity over the past several years to do ministry in Kenya, uh, the Dominican Republic, and India. And uh, one thing that I noted when I was going on these trips was like, I was just like on fire for the Lord. And I was like, yes, the gospel, yes, scripture, everyone needs to hear this. It's going to change everyone's life. This is amazing. And then I would come back home and I would start school at IPY or I would go back when I was in high school and start, start school up there again. And I, and I didn't approach my friend group like that. You know, I didn't approach my classmates like that. And I wasn't approaching my own family like that. And it was like, man, why is this thing so important to me? And why is evangelism important to me? Um, when I get on an airplane and do it somewhere else, but it's not important necessarily, at least functionally in my life at that point, it wasn't important right where I was at. But the bummer is, you know, I'm only on a mission trip, maybe one year or one, one week out of the year. Right. And so the other 51 weeks, if I'm not engaged in this and this isn't really happening in my life, that's kind of a big problem. Um, and so when, when I talk about, you know, this whole sharing our faith and evangelism, that kind of stuff, um, what are some of the things that like pops into your all's minds? Like, where do your, where do your thoughts go? Um, or what kind of emotions come up for you guys? What about you, Ben? What comes up for you? Yeah, so, I mean, first of all, definitely when I, I, I understand that feeling of when you'll never meet the person again, of course, it's easy to um, to just tell them whatever, hold whatever position you want because they're going to walk away and you're going to walk away and no one's going to talk again. But when you have like a friend who's asking you real questions um, and how you answer them will 
has the propensity to to completely change your friendship if you if you answer wrong or if you answer right and so I definitely feel that um that kind of that fright that comes along with talking openly about my faith yeah yeah absolutely um Mercedes or Alex what what comes to your all's mind when we're talking about this subject of sharing our faith or evangelism yeah, I definitely agree with, like, Ben when it comes to, like, you don't know, like, what their reaction or what their, like, response to that is. Um, some of, like, I guess earlier, like, in high school, I was friends with some people that I, like, I just knew that they weren't very, like, strong in their faith. And so, like, I would offer, like, come to, like, um, youth group. Like, it's fun. It's not just, like, structured. Like, we don't just sit down and, like, read out of the Bible like they thought we did. Like, we actually do things around, like, Scripture and to get them, like, in that environment, and I think it, like, paid off for some, but then others, they just, like, thought that I was, like, trying to change who they were, like, that definitely was not, like, what I was trying to do, so I guess it's just, like, you kind of, you feel iffy about, like, how to approach them in that way. Yeah, 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 absolutely, Um, so I think for a lot of Christians, it can be really intimidating um, to, to think about this whole thing of sharing our faith, right? Because especially in our culture right now, we are really living in a time where we are in kind of this, um, just like this, this culture that accepts everyone has a, like, not that it's wrong that we accept everyone, but we accept that everyone has their own personal truth. And so, my truth can be different from Ben's truth and they can even be completely juxtaposed. And somehow our culture still says everyone is right. Um, and so being a Christian that I think that makes it hard. If, if everyone is right, then there's no reason for us to share our faith. And there's also no reason for anyone to listen to us. Um, for it to really matter at all. Um, but of course, that's not what scripture tells us. Um, but that is certainly kind of the, the cultural climate that we're in right now. And especially we see that on college campuses where we're certainly being encouraged to, you know, just like think way outside of the box and really explore all kinds of beliefs and avenues of seeing the world and not that those things are outright wrong but we do stand on on the firm belief that there is an absolute truth um and that ultimately that is the word of god um and so when it comes to sharing that with other people it can be super hard um if they're just totally not even willing to come to the table and say that there is such thing as truth um so anywho's when it came to this whole thing of like okay I'm like super about evangelism if I'm on a mission trip in another country, but then I come home and I'm not super about it when I'm in my classroom. Um, And I would also hear people um, just Christian, Christian friends or Christian mentors, or even, um, you know, youth ministers from high school, just saying like, make sure that, you know, when you're sharing your faith, make sure that it's super, super relational and like that you've known that person for a really, really long time and make sure that like 
the atmosphere is perfect, right? Just, it just felt like I was constantly waiting for like this absolute perfect moment for me to share my faith. And if I, if it didn't happen, right, if it didn't just like feel right, then I couldn't do it. Um, and what I realized, like I, I did that for many years and like five solid years. And what happened is I never shared my faith <laughs> because it never felt perfectly right. Um, and so there's, there's the whole side of like, make sure you're only sharing your faith when it's someone you know a whole, whole lot. And then there's the other side that I've also seen and has also to some degree been, um, not super helpful is where, of course, nearly every student at IPY has walked through Taylor Courtyard and watched people who call themselves Christians stand in the middle of our courtyards and scream profanities at people and insult people and name call them and all sorts of things and just completely devalue these people's worth um, and make really rash judgments. And that's also, that's also not good. Um, Or even the whole like door to door approach or just like, cold evangelism where you walk up to a table and sit down and talk to a person who you've never spoken to in your life. And within the first five minutes of conversation, you're like, Hey, let me share you the gospel. Um, and, and so that's another thing. And I was like, okay, so like, if these are both approaches, right? Because we see, we see Paul going into places and preaching the gospel boldly to people. He doesn't even know their name. But then we also see him building relationships with people long term and over time sharing the gospel. And we see that same way with Jesus. Um, and so, well, what do, what do those things mean? And I certainly was in a place where I was landing so much more towards waiting till I had a super long relationship to go on to start to start to share my faith and what that resulted in um, or, or what became super convicting about that is I heard, I heard a pastor and I believe it was Tim Keller um, talking about this. And he said, listen, if we're not sharing, if we're not sharing the gospel with people outside of our close relationships, um, maybe just, maybe just the people we, we, um, the baristas that we get coffee from once a week, or, or there's people that are more of just acquaintances in our lives. Um, and we, commit to this whole thing about, you know, just be a good Christian and they'll realize that your life is different. And then they'll start to ask you questions. Uh, Tim Keller's point was like, Hey, listen, if you stick with that, sometimes it might work, but in most cases, they're going to go to hell believing that you're a moral person, right? Because that's the thing is like, if I'm, if I'm like committed to all of this good behavior, um, there are other people in our world also committed to moral behavior and they have nothing to do with Jesus and they have nothing to do with G- or Christianity. And so if I'm just a moral person, I can still like people can still look at me and just say, oh, she's just a she's just a good person. Um, and they'll go to hell believing that that that's all it was. I was just a good person um, because I never took that a step further and said, Hey, listen, like, let me, let me tell you about a time when I wasn't, let me tell you about a time when I, when I hated the Lord and I was super, super evil and how the Lord changed me. 
Um, anyway, so that was super convicting to me. Um, and then, and then this summer I came into my senior year and I was like, oh my goodness, I have one year left. Um, of access to a lot of these relationships. So a lot of these professors and a lot of my, my peers and my classmates and those kinds of things. And the Lord just kind of repressed upon my heart, like, Hey, listen, like in May, the access goes away for a lot of these people. And so what are you going to do for this remaining year um, to make sure that as far as it depends on me, I've been obedient to the Lord in those relationships. um, And hopefully that those people have had an opportunity to hear the gospel. Um, and so that's where, that's where I come in to this conversation. And that's why I was like, Hey, this is important. I don't really know that I've ever been taught specifically taught how to share my faith in an everyday setting. Um, and so I started to talk to Andrew about that. And Andrew was like, Hey, there's another guy enter Ben. Um, and we were like, yeah, like we, we don't really know how to do this, but we know that it's important and we want to be able to do it. And so maybe there's other people out there um, who also have questions about this and want to do this and feel super uncomfortable about it too. Um, and so that's kind of where, that's kind of my take on this and where, where I'm coming from um, and some of the things that I'm hoping, hoping to provide um, out of CSSN for the next next couple of months so yeah what's up Ben (laughs) nice way to knock it out of the park so that is exactly uh, what we're looking for here Um, yeah for me personally similar to Alyssa it's just um, I know that this is important I know that the, the that evangelizing is important I know that it's it's important enough to God that he wrote it in his book almost exclusively the entire uh, last the, like the entire new Testament is, is Jesus's ministry and then Paul's ministry and then the end times. <laughs> so, I mean, um, it's extremely important to God. So it should be extremely important to us. Um, so I am going to walk us through a few um, verses, uh, sections of scripture that I feel point out this um this importance so let me share my screen i put them on a powerpoint so they could be accessible to everyone except me because i don't know how to work it oh there we go okay so first we would be a bit amiss to not talk about the great commission so the great commission is the the final say that jesus had here on earth so he he was crucified resurrected and then he took all of his disciples out to a hill um, on Galilee, out to a mountain. Um, and that's where this verse picks up. So for those just listening, I'll go ahead and read it. So it's uh, starting in verse 16 of Matthew 28. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And then after that, he ascended. So greatest um, final speech ever. Um, So does anyone here 
Alyssa or Alex or Mercedes want to share something that maybe stuck out to them here? This is Andrew. I'm here too. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, I, I love, I love this passage. Um, but it's very uncomfortable. I mean, the, the whole thing, <laughs> they're losing, uh, who they thought was going to be the Messiah to set up this new kingdom on earth. And he's <laughs> essentially saying, I'm out, you know, and you're going to go. <laughs> And that that makes me feel very uncomfortable, but um, it's exciting too. And I think that's part of what evangelism is. It's exciting and terrifying at the same time. And I think a lot of things in life that are as important as this, um, it's the same way. It's exciting and terrifying. That's what popped into my head. Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, I completely agree. This is exciting and terrifying and, um, just a bit of a history lesson that I find absolutely fascinating. Um, so in Jewish culture, evangelism is like not even a thing. Uh, con converts to Judaism is pretty much either discouraged, outright discouraged, or just frowned upon. And so the fact that Jesus, a Jew, comes in, says that he's God, and then says, well, now this religion, this Judaism, we're taking it to everyone. And so this is, in, this is kind of a pivotal moment where Jesus changes the whole paradigm of what everyone around him would understand religion to be. And so I, I would encourage you guys to, to take that with you, where what began as God calling a nation is now God calling a people to himself. And we're to go out and, and get those people um, of all nations. So now... The second verse that I, the second uh, passage is kind of the crux of our mission that uh, I saw as the crux of our mission. Um, so this is, I, I entitled it Paul's Request. So this comes at the end of Ephesians, uh, right at the end. He's just made this statement about putting on the armor of God. So this is seen as a call to battle to me. Um, uh, let's go ahead and read it. So starting Ephesians 6, and it's 19 through 20. So it says, pray also for me, uh, for Paul, that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearfully, fearlessly <laughs> make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Um, so that's a short one, but does anyone uh, else, including Andrew, have anything to say, um, anything that stuck out to them? I think just like the one like takeaway is that like a lot of us are more fearful of like doing this. So the fact that um, what he did, he was able to be fearless in that, that I feel like it should make us feel a little bit better about going out of our comfort zone per se, I guess, and be more fearless about sharing it with others. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it's it's repeated twice in the passage, so um, it's quite important. Um, also, another thing that stuck out to me is pray is is repeated five times. And so Paul is, is asking the, this is written to the Church of Ephesians, and uh, the Church of Ephesus uh, called the Ephesians. And um, 
yeah, Paul is Paul is asking them to pray for him. And so I think we would be very unwise, um, to put it lightly, to to just walk into our um walk into our evangelist settings without prayer. I mean, it it would be we, we would be missing the point, I think, if we're not drawing people to God. Because otherwise we're drawing people to ourselves, which I don't know about you guys, but I certainly don't want a following. Um, I don't think that would go very well for anyone. Um, so that's kind of what stuck out to me. And then this third slide is just a, a collection of verses that I found um, quite poignant in getting across the point that we need um, that evangelism is really a, a big deal to God. Uh, it's on his heart pulling, uh, speaking to people in your setting or across seas or whatever it may be, all nations, um, and bringing them to him. So First Peter 3.15 um, basically is telling us to always be ready to give an answer for what we believe. So that's that ties into what Alyssa was saying with the mission of CSF sent is to prepare you guys to answer questions or to just bounce ideas off of each other, our experiences, so that we can be ready. Um, Romans 1.16 is a good uh, verse to keep in mind, uh, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Um, I think many times, I know personally, I am sometimes ashamed of the gospel. It seems like such a such a small window of, of thought amidst such a large world. And so it's it can be a bit that feeling of being a bit bashful about speaking for what you believe, but I, I would encourage you to not be ashamed. Um, and then Matthew 9, uh, 37 to 38 is saying that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And I love this verse because it really applies to what we're talking about that there's, I mean, there are so many people that we come across in our daily lives that we sit next to in class. Well, not right now, but <laughs> that, that we know walk by, um, or live with, uh, et cetera. And there is no shortage of people that need God. Um, and I would encourage you guys and the mission of Scent is to be able to go to that harvest and, and, and bring people to Christ. And then these, these last two verses, I, I found a bit more impactful so I wrote them all the way out. So we have 2 Corinthians 5.20, which says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making an appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Um, and a couple things to point out here. It says Christ's ambassadors. And then it also says, as though God were making his appeal. And so earlier, that, that Ephesians 6 verse that we talked about, is is seen as a cry to battle and then now we're supposed to be ambassadors like calm ambassadors and making an appeal which typically you would you would the best appeals are not battles so to speak they're they're thought through well thought arguments or discussions that you can have with people and so how do we reconcile that 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 charge versus um this calm uh, so I, I see that in Ephesians 6.12, which says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, powers of this dark world, and the spiritual forces of evil. And I think this is probably the biggest final point for me um, when you're evangelizing, is you're not, 
this cry to battle is not against other people who aren't believers. You're not, you're not walking in and you're not fighting them. What you're doing is you're fighting the ideas that they hold and you're fighting, ultimately you're fighting the enemy who, who would love nothing less, um, nothing more than to, to make sure that you did not succeed in, in speaking truth. So I think that's kind of the biblical foundations of where we're headed. Um, kind of went through that pretty quickly, but yeah, uh, we were here to help you guys and you guys are here to help us. We're, we're here to facilitate, I suppose would be the best way to put it, uh, discussions and ideas that we can, like first Peter says, always, always be ready to, to speak to the person sitting next to us about why we believe what we believe. And so now I'll turn it over to Alyssa for kind of the final, um, the final push, so to speak, about uh, an outline of what we're going to be doing. Yeah. So um, I also just wanted to to pause in Mercedes just to give you give you a chance, and um, I've just kind of wondered this while we were talking. What? What? I mean, you've now been a freshman college student for a few months um what has your experience been like so far um as far as like being a a christian at a state college and as we're saying all of these things tonight like what are what are your thoughts um so it's definitely been different from back at home because at home like we had this like group of us that like we all went to the same church, the same youth group. Like it was just something that we've done. And we've been in the same school since we were five years old. So it's been like super easy um, at home. And then, so you come here and then I had to kind of reach out and like find a church that I wanted to go to. Cause I only go home like every four weeks. So like I wanted somewhere that like a second home church that I can lean on and rely on and so um so far I haven't really been able to meet like a whole lot of people because I only have one person that's in class and in person and so um I guess it's definitely like I could go up to someone that I sort of don't know at my high school a lot easier and share my faith than I can here because I don't really know like anyone's background like anything like that but there I have met a lot of um good well as I know of now um like good Christian-based people and families and um been very like fortunate to meet the amount of people that I have in the small time that I've been here um I definitely want a kind of lead though on doing it in a better way maybe and um just broadening like my perspectives and looking at like I guess I don't really know how to look at other people's perspectives on the bad side of being a good Christian. So like some people have other aspects and like look at being a good Christian as a different way than I do. And so maybe mm-hmm. like, that's why it's not as easy to see eye to eye with some other people. Um, but yeah, so far I've had a good spirit, like a good experience being here at IEPOI. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then Alex, how far are you out of college? So I have been out of college for, dang, I graduated in 2016, so I'm on my fifth year out. Okay, so 
I guess just to to call on your wisdom, right? Mm, um, my sage wisdom. Yes, you're yes. an old man now, right? Um, of course. Just as you, as as we're also having this conversation and you're hearing it, um, what are any like what what have we missed? Like, what would you add? And like, what are important things um, that you would advise us who are still in college to just like make the most. I know the scripture says, make the most of every opportunity being prepared in season and out of season. Um, and so while we're still in season, I guess with college, what are, what are some tips and tricks you, you would recommend? <laughs> yeah. Um, so actually, well, first of all, I wouldn't say you miss anything. I, this has been great. Um, I, this is kind of one of those things where I'm just, I'm still learning um, and realizing how much I'm learning. And so um, even just over the last year, there have been really cool opportunities that, so for me, I have a tendency to kind of overthink a little bit. And so like I've always kind of feared evangelism because my first thing is I know everybody has a different connotation about religion and specifically about Christianity. Some of them good experiences, some of them bad experiences. And um, so I always want to be careful in how I frame things because various phrases will be triggers for various other types of thinking, depending on where you're coming from. And so I always they kind of intimidate myself, but then um, over the last few years, I've started to realize, like, I was kind of using that as a way to cop out, and then, but just being open to conversation, just letting, like, seeing where it goes, um, and just, and still being aware of various backgrounds, but not, like, to the point of obsessing about it before a conversation, but of just starting it and just getting engaged for people as you're going. Um, I love, I love Tim Keller. <laughs> and so uh, I loved when you brought that up and how, cause that would be something I would do too. Is like, I was kind of part of that. Like, Oh yeah, just if I live right, people will ask questions. And sometimes that is true. But then you also have that aspect of, well, Isaiah and then, Paul then later quotes him. He doesn't say how beautiful is the, just the example, but he says how beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news because how will they know unless someone tells them? And so that the example obviously is uber important because a lot of people disqualify themselves because of a terrible example, but it's also needed to be followed up with this is why I am this way. Sometimes people are just waiting. I think there's more people waiting for someone to approach them than they realize, like, than we realize. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have an interesting story about that. I um, I sat down with a, a girl um, probably the third week of classes, and this was someone who... I had kind of been friends with her about three years prior and we really hadn't kept touch, but um, she was in one of my classes. And so I was like, Hey, you want to grab dinner and we can just catch up. And um, 
I just like kind of went into that conversation, just like asking the Lord to provide an opportunity for me to share the gospel. But I was also like, okay, I haven't talked to this chick in like three years, so maybe not. Um, But anyway, yeah, she totally just like comes out and starts to just like telling me some pretty intense stuff. And in that, like I stepped into vulnerability too. And by the end of the conversation, she literally is saying this. She's like, man, I've wanted to believe in Jesus Christ, but no one has sat down and explained him to me. And so like on her own, she was like, listen, this is what we're going to do. Like, I'm going to go home and get my Bible and you're going to get your Bible. And then you're going to tell me the important stories I need to read about Jesus. And I'm going to read them. And then you're going to help me understand them. And I was like, girl doesn't even know who this Jesus guy is. And she totally just facilitated a Bible study on her own. Um, And so, yeah, like I, I now get to walk this girl through the gospel. Um, But it's stuff like that. I was just like, are you kidding me? Like there are actually people out here who just want us to tell them who Jesus is. Um, And that's totally true. That's totally, totally true. So um, yeah, Alex, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, I was like, really like really lord like it was that easy <laughs> like okay um so yeah it's not all it's not all super super difficult um sometimes the unbeliever is is leading the conversation by the end of it um yeah so yeah. just kind of what we're what we're thinking about heading forward um for these last couple of minutes um we are hoping to have a monthly zoom gathering Um, for the foreseeable future, thanks COVID, um, where we are going to get together with current students and hopefully a couple of alumni. um, And we are going to kind of break them out into uh, their functional areas of education. So for instance, right now, uh, we are planning to hopefully have business students on October 14th. Uh, talk to us about what it looks like to share the gospel with people in the business world. And then we're also going to have some alumni who are working in corporate America talk about um, kind of what some of their struggles or experiences have been with being a Christian in corporate America. Um, And so we're going to try to zero in our approaches to sharing the gospel and like what parallels do we see within the curriculum that we're learning in, in the Kelly school of business and also what we're reading in the Bible. And so that, but then also doing that within like biology and life sciences and then doing that within engineering and then doing that within, um, you know, the school, the Heron school of art and social work and education and all those things. So just seeing how we can platform the gospel within our respective um, education fields. And then also hearing from people who are in the real world doing the thing now um, and any and any tips that they have for us, just kind of like how Alex just shared. Um, so that's kind of the vision going forward. And then sprinkled throughout, we're also just going to have the opportunity to ask real questions. Um, and then we are also going to walk away from these conversations challenging each other to say like, Hey, we talked about this form or like this aspect of sharing our faith tonight, or someone in conversation tonight gave us this tip. Okay. You have a month to go and practice this or go and try this and see what happens. Um, And so we're also hoping that 
part of our time each month can also be us just sharing like, hey, I shared my faith this month and it went terrible. And can I just tell you, like, we both just walked away from the conversation super, super awkward. And the person doesn't even look at me anymore. You know, those kinds of things, because that's real and happens. Um, but then hopefully other opportunities were like, yeah, dude, and they received Jesus. Um, and so being able to share those experiences together and holding ourselves accountable on actually using the information uh, that we are learning in this space. Um, we'll, we'll talk about kind of some different ways that people might respond to us and how to facilitate further conversation. So uh, kind of what I alluded to earlier, like what happens when we share our faith and the other person is like, hey, glad that's your truth. That's not my truth. Let's live our lives. Or when we share our faith and they're like, totally get into like apologetics things and they're like, where's your evidence for the foundations of the world? And how do you know that there wasn't a big bang? And when they get into really specific apologetics things um, or when their response is, Hey dude, I was totally like hated on by the church and I want nothing to do with this anymore. Um, and so how do we, how do we foster those conversations? Um, so we'll talk about some of those things. And then of course, throughout, we will continue to look at scripture and continue to remind ourselves of the biblical mandate for, for evangelism and for sharing um for sharing our faith. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of what we see for the future. Um, I'm really thankful that you find people uh, came tonight and I'm hoping that, you know, we can, we can have a little bit larger discussions um, later on. Um, but yeah, with that said, thoughts, feelings, do you hate it? Don't want to come back. Do you have crazy emotions? Is this super, super stressful? um or is this like totally totally exciting so um yeah i think it's i think it's exciting and one of the reasons we chose uh scent was that when the early church first started they transitioned from calling the 12 disciples they after the great commission of course acts 1 8 and acts 2 they were and especially going into acts 13 they were called those were sent uh, apostles and that's what apostle means is someone who is being sent in a way we're all apostles in that way we're being sent out to share the gospel and Alyssa you and Ben you guys did a fantastic job laying this out and I'm so excited Mercedes at so inspired and encouraged by what you shared as well, um, especially as a freshman. So thank you for for sharing. Yeah, thanks for giving this uh, an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, does anyone also does anyone else have any questions or comments? I think this is super exciting. Something just to go on like a quick little side rant just because that's who I am. Um, <laughs> something really interesting that I never thought about until you guys were reading it when you were going through the great commission. So like Jesus, especially like post-resurrection Jesus does, there's a lot of imagery that gets brought up of like, like creation imagery. 
because, well, like John says, like he starts his book by saying, and all things were created through the word and the word became flesh and walked among us. And that was Jesus. And as part of that, like, like there's a whole bunch of different things, but with that, so after God creates humanity, he then like tells them, he says, Hey, be fruitful and multiply. And um, eventually like humanity is told to go. And then Jesus creates this new humanity, really this new creation. And his last word is go be fruitful and multiply basically. And it's exciting to like, think of it in that term of that's, it's our mandate as a new creation as a new humanity is to go and reproduce Jesus. That's amazing, Alex. I have never, I've never drawn that connection. So whenever, whenever you want to sit down and preach for about 30 minutes on that, I'm ready to listen. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no, you'll regret that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mercedes, anything for you? Um, I don't think so. Um, the one thing that you talked about as in like something that we would also do is just thinking about all of the different like responses that we get from people when we um, do approach them or try to open up to them about our faith. And I think that like thinking about those possible um, outcomes would really help because if we already are prepared and we feel confident in like what we're talking about and we're not you know fearful of them coming at us with anything crazy then we would be more open to share our faith with other people that we are a little intimidated by so yeah for sure um I have a not sorry to put you on the spot but I have a question just because we are we do want to hear from other people um what would be most helpful um because we still don't know what would be most helpful even for us. Um, So from your point of view, do you think it would be more helpful for us to start out with like talking to business students and then, you know, um, health sciences students and then engineering students? Or would you want us to kind of start out talking about responses that we might get and how to respond to those things or possibly like a hybrid of both of them. So we're talking to business students for part of the night and then the other part of the night we're discussing like maybe here's a response you might get when you show your faith what are your thoughts I would say a little bit of both because I mean during the whole thing you want to challenge yourself to reach out to more and more and more and not feel as like threatened by anything so I think that if we specialize on things like business school students and things like that but also thought about um like one or two different outcomes, like each time that we had that like meeting or whatever. Uh, I think that would probably work best. You have a little bit of both. Okay, cool. Thanks for that feedback. Um, That's awesome. Um, Yeah, well, Ben, do you have anything? Yeah, I was going to say to Mercedes on the topic of on the topic of being ready to, to answer those those questions that frankly, you've never even thought of perhaps, or um, that, that you just may struggle with yourself. Um, there's this guy on YouTube, <laughs> which is always a dangerous first statement, but um, 
it's his name is Frank Turek and he runs a ministry called cross examined. And a lot of it is campus events where he's not a street preacher. He gives, he has like a, a little event on campus. People come listen to him speak. And then he has a huge portion afterwards of Q and a questions and anyone and everyone from the campus can just come up and ask him a question. And he's heard, questions so many times he even has powerpoints sometimes that he can tell his uh, operator to pull up um, or he just answers them off the cuff um, so I would recommend looking up him I, I, I completely agree with you that it's a, it's very important that we think through these things um, questions that we have questions that other people may pose questions we've never even thought of um, so I'd recommend searching those out and being being active and finding those um, and then yes, I, I think Alyssa is dead on that we should integrate part of that into each night. And I think that would give that assurance to, to students if they understand, okay, well, they may say this, well, what do I think? And um, a second point that I have for that is, yes, obviously I'm gonna give you the answer that I think is okay. I mean, I'll be honest if I don't really know, but. Um, I'll give you the answer, I think, and I'm sure Alyssa will as well. Um, but I would encourage you to also think for yourself and think these questions through and sit down with your Bible and find all the verses you can that talk about this topic. And then just go online maybe and do research. I mean, there are thousands of apologetists and theologians who have talked about the same things we're probably going to talk about. And so um, form your opinions, form your beliefs. Um, stay centered on the Bible. And um, that's how you build confidence by truly making your faith your own, as opposed to sitting and listening to students talk. And the other thing I was going to mention is that it's a lot of fun to really start getting to know and investing in someone else's life. As we're not just sharing the gospel, um, we're sharing our lives with them too. And uh, we go in kind of intimidated, but at the end of the day, we're excited and we're, it's a privilege to get to impact someone's life with the gospel. Um, it's just, it's an honor and it's exciting and it's life-giving to us too. It kind of like invigorates our faith when we share, share the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, does anyone else have any other any other thoughts or questions before we wrap up and head out? I don't think so. Great. Yeah, well, thank you guys for being here um, and for having having this discussion with us. Um, again, I think we will hopefully be back uh october 14th at 8 p.m again um so yeah i'm i'm gonna pray for us if that's okay and then we can peace out and head to bed <laughs> um yeah so let's pray um god you're good thank you thank you so much for these people and this um this time tonight to just discuss um, one of the largest commands that you, you've given us in the New Testament. Um, Father, I pray that as we start to dig into this, um, 
this topic and we just try to wrestle with what does it look like to um, share our faith in our own life. Um, Lord, I pray that you would remind us um, what the joy of our salvation is um, on a personal level. Um, God, I pray that you would just open our eyes so that we're aware of opportunities and uh, conversations and people that you're placing strategically in our lives um, so that they can hear the gospel. And what I pray for, um, for boldness and for courage for us to follow in obedience to, to where you're leading. Um, so Father, thank you for, for the people who are here tonight. Thank you for the people um, who even aren't here tonight, maybe wanted to be, um, I just pray that even for all of the Christians that are on IEPY's campus, God, that you would equip us and enable us to um, to proclaim the gospel boldly as we should. Um, God, you're good. Thank you for giving us the good news that we, we get to share. Um, thank you for being the good news. Um, and it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.